Are we ready? We're ready to yeah. Cats are all wrangled. Uh, no. I mean, as much as you can. <laughs> the cats who are honestly in charge of the household yeah, they are, are. <laughs> as out of the way as you can make them. All right, here we go. Welcome aboard the Little Red Wagon, the podcast inspired by the podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. It's time for a Monday recap, where we stir the stew of TVTL and see what floats to the top. We're gathered around with spoons, ready to skim off the scum. And this metaphor got kind of gross. <laughs> First up on today's panel from Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning, Anne. How are you? I'm well. You sound so chipper. <laughs> well, that's considering I had a, a semi epic party last night until, I don't know, midnight or so. But, you know, I'm here, I'm dealing with it. <laughs> From Home Sweet Money Pit Studios in the North Rosedale neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH fan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Anne. I'm also recovering. I, I had a party of my own last night all by myself. I made stew in the Instant Pot. So, whoo boy, I've got uh, <laughs> to hydrate. It's like two sides of the coin, you two. <laughs> and Dear Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. It's Mike, the jail dude Frizzell. What's up, Los Lonely Boy? Oh man, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. It's just uh, I'm I, I'm I'm depressed. I'm not handling this. <laughs> Well, as always, we'll take care of some LRB business, we'll go through the week in review, and knock on the door to do some housekeeping, and let you know how you get involved with the show. Uh, let's dive straight into business. We've got a packed show today. My business is up first. I just want to say that Anne and Bobby had cheese curds together this week. Bobby was in Yay. town nice. for his side gig with the heart monitors, and he had a free evening. And so we went to dinner, and I took him to one of my favorite places, which has amazing cheese curds. And we had great hot sandwiches and hot cheese curds and uh, hung out, and it was great. And he brought me sponge candy. <laughs> it was a very large box, and I ate it uh, in four days. So it was great. <laughs> It looked awesome. Uh, yeah, it looked like a great time. I, I was jealous. Yeah. I was like, I want to, well, first of all, it's a thousand degrees down here. So I was like, I want to be in Minnesota with Bob and Ann, <laughs> Bobby and Ann, but the tickets were a little too expensive. Yeah. We got to wait until they put a train in. They're, they're going to put a yes. train <sighs> all the way up I-35 and then you can just shoot up a high speed bullet train That'd be like a, they have in Japan. That would be, be great. a dream. Be a dream, honestly. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mike. What's going on? Okay. Well, I'm in the I'm in the middle of a epic stretch of loneliness. Emily took her dad 
on it. Well, first I had to go get her dad. I think we might have talked about this on the show. Maybe not. I had to go to Baton Rouge and, and get her dad. So I missed her for a couple nights doing that. And then when I got dad home here to Austin, she took him on an epic trip to Seattle specifically. I mean, I think they spent a few nights in Seattle, but most of it was spent out on the peninsula. Um, and, uh, you know, they had a lovely trip. It was awesome. Uh, Percy just jumped on my lap, which he's going to work into this story later. Um, so she, they're gone for a week and she comes, she comes home late, late, uh, Thursday night. So she's here for Friday, she and Ed, and then she has to drive Ed back to Baton Rouge. And then, uh, so she's right now she's driving home from there. And then on Tuesday, she'll go to New Jersey for work. And I don't handle loneliness very well anymore. I like having someone else, another human in the house. Plus the morning, the morning routine is effing ridiculous <laughs> that these animals put you through and she spares me from that emily is a saint because she spares me from what amounts to uh percy this starts at three in the morning percy starts walking back and forth across my chest uh, and he's a cat now he's not a kitten anymore it's he will take the air out of you as he <laughs> leaps onto your chest from the floor when you're in a dead sleep at three in the morning so get ready for that. And it's just aimless walking back and forth. He's not trying to do anything except he will mess with things on the bedside table, you know, like knock your glasses off, you know, just helpful, mm-hmm. just helpful little things. You know, so in the morning when when your wife's out of town and you're missing your glasses and you can't find them because <laughs> you don't have your fucking glasses because the fucking cat has knocked them off in the middle of the night and just batted them around the bedroom a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, okay. So starts at three with him doing that. And then, um, the, the other cat put Edith, she, she will walk in and trill occasionally some meowing Well, she wants to get fed. You know, she, she starts the, I want to get fed thing at like four and then, uh, ginger buys into the hype and, and peeks around the corner and rattles her collar and, Finally, the sheriff comes in. Abby, Abby has had it. She's waited too long for breakfast or whatever it is. It's like it's past five. Um, I, it's time for my breakfast. It's dark. I don't like getting up in the dark. I have to put on my legs. I don't. I want. I like to be able to see what I'm doing. But you got to get up in the dark because the the general, the sheriff. Sorry, the sheriff has come in and um, just come char- She comes charging on the bed at you flips your hand in the air because that's all she knows how to do without biting you. She's being kind when she does that. Emily pointed out to me, she's being kind when she just flips your hand instead of nibbling at it (laughs) instead of her breakfast. And all this time I'm trying to be stoic. You know, I'm trying to like, Nope, this is all stop. If I just, if I stay completely still and quiet and calm, it never does. That's never worked for me. Never fucking does yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> but but when you're really tired and it takes you like 10 minutes to gear up to get out of bed you just come on guys 
could could we just could this all of this nonsense be postponed until this troop is better rested? That's that's um, you know. So that's the that's the big old downside of Emily being gone is mornings are hell. <laughs> they're really they're really hell. And then they have a whole different routine in the morning with Emily than I have at dinner. It's much more elaborate. There are many different expectations. Sometimes I don't know if I'm living up to these. Who gets this size rawhide? Who gets that? Um, who gets to go in the catch room first? I don't. I don't know. I don't know, guys. She didn't leave instructions. I thought we. I just fed y'all like we do at night. But they're like, no, no, it's a different thing in the morning, pal. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know, north to pick up, south to drop off, dumbass. You know, it's like. I don't know. I don't know the rituals. Sorry. <laughs> I did something recently, Mike, that makes my mornings a lot better. Um, and I don't know if this would work for you because of the dogs, but I got an automatic feeder for the cats. And I mm-hmm. set it. Yeah, we have one of those. They get fed in the daytime uh, w- with that. For okay. Sure. So this, I've changed this to be their morning routine where I had to buy a single one and, you know, it only spits out for one bowl. So I had to buy a 3D printed diverter that spits out three shoots <laughs> that attaches to this thing. <laughs> but it works like a charm. It's amazing. You're like plankton trying to get the, trying to get the, the burger recipe. I mean, you're, you're, you've really got it. The Wiley Coyote, you got products. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. But I wasn't going to buy three I, separate I machines, yeah. you know, that's like $300. <laughs> um, although our Amazon link yeah. could have used it, I guess. Um, but so now I, I set it for 545 and they get fed then. And it has sort of kept them from screaming at the door because I keep the door shut. But what happens now is they eat their food and then Bear specifically will come and rattle the door. He'll put his paw underneath the door and shake it. And he'll cry and cry and cry. And it's not because he's hungry anymore. It's just because he wants to hang out. <sighs> Oh. It's so sweet. And so I, I usually, like on the weekends, I'll get to sleep in until 7, which is so luxurious now. Um, and I thank the auto feeder for that. And then I get I get a very cuddly kitten mm-hmm. at about 7. Neither one of you is in control of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. I am <laughs> so tickled by the thought of Mike being henpecked and bossed around by his animals dude you did five years in prison you lived with like murderers and bad criminals and you made it through that and you can't stand up to your pets well the answer is i I only had one cellmate so uh and and he rarely knows my hand If he had walked across my chest, uh, I would be dead because he was about 350. He was at least 325. Well, Emily will be back today, and then you can get a night or two of sleep. Hang on, buddy. Some respite. Oh, the night's all right. It's just the morning. If morning starts Mm -hmm. at 3, if if that's when we think morning starts. But (laughs) the night's all right. They let you go to bed. Um, are you going to be falling asleep at some point during this podcast? Should we be checking on you to make sure you're doing okay? Well, I need to rest up for football. So, yeah, I probably <laughs> I, I might try to catch a few of these here. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Hillary, what's the state of your hangover? Um, you know, I'm okay. Um, it's like on a scale of like no hangover to 
like as a one and maximum as a 10, I'm probably like hanging in at about a four or five. You know, I'm definitely going to take a nap after this. So I'm good, except. Um, so the background is I threw a baby shower yesterday. Yes, a baby shower that I'm hungover from. Um, <laughs> it, it's one of my really dear friends, Kaylee, who I used to work with. Um, uh, we threw her a baby shower, but she wanted it to be a couple's baby shower, which is cool and very hip and modern. Um, her husband like makes beer uh, like as a side thing, and so he brought a keg. Uh, <laughs> we had margaritas, we had wine, we had lots of food. We had great food from Polvo's, this Mexican restaurant here. It was really good. Um, I really probably knew about three to four people at the party. It's like this, uh, about 40 people at my house. Uh, I knew, you know, uh, like a 10th of them, but, um, but it was, it was, it was great. People stayed until about midnight. I mean, at some point I was like, y'all gotta go home like this is a neighborhood they're gonna start getting mad at me because people are like you know doing cornhole and and I I did maybe smell some weed at some point and I'm like oh everybody this is not that kind of party um, like I, guys there's a rager of a brisk going on down the street you didn't need to get down there it was super fun but yes I was like this is this is another kind I mean my my baby showers, my various ones that people threw for me, there definitely were mimosas there, uh, maybe a Bloody Mary, but that it was like chicken salad and a- tomato aspic. Mm. That was like the, <laughs> the food that was at my baby shower. Um, and, uh, and they ended, you know, they went from two to four and everybody politely went home. But anyway, it was a really fun party. But yeah, Dave and I both uh, indulged maybe a little bit too much. Dave more than me. Uh, way more than me, uh, way more than I did. But uh, and he has to be with the children all day, so uh, jokes on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it was a really, really good time. I'm, and I hadn't really thrown a party at my house, so it was good. I could like iron out the kinks with strangers, and so now when I actually have my friends over, it'll be an epic, epic party. More epic than this baby shower with a cake. <laughs> wow! Well, I'll, I'll yes, I will throw an LRB party. People, I, like I'll actually know and love people there instead of like sort of like miscellaneous strangers. At uh, this was actually the most Austin thing happened. Like so, I you know people walk in and I don't want to be like this is my house, welcome. But like kind of like oh hi yeah welcome and they're like oh is, you know is this your house yeah so yeah they're like you know well a polite conversation. This one woman comes in, and I'm, like, kind of giving her the lay of the land. Like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it's my house. Like, there's wine over there. There's kind of showing her where everything is. And she just looked at me and was like, I'm sorry. I've been floating all day. I need a minute. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, didn't know how to respond oh, wow. to it. I don't necessarily think she was. Be- Maybe you should have taken that in your car. <laughs> no, it was like, that I, I don't know. She was, she was being rude. I don't think she was trying to be rude, but I was like, okay. And I just walked away. I was like, I don't know how to res- respond to this. I don't know you. Um, yeah. So that was odd. But otherwise everybody was very lovely. That one girl was a little, a little strange. Also plan your day better. Yeah. Like don't go flow <laughs> yeah, right, <really. laughs> right before a baby shower. So do you have like major cleanup to do today or? No, I was like, sometimes I'll get into like a, I'm just like 
sober enough to be like, let's let's clean this up. So I was I went walked downstairs this morning thinking, oh God, what did I leave? And actually, it's not bad. I need to like sweep the floor and kind of mop it up because some people spilled a little bit, but not anything. That it's fine. It's it, uh, people were actually really nice and helping us throw away stuff last night. So um, I, I think it'll be a you know a good hour of my day just kind of getting into it. But it's yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Just make sure you get everything cleaned up before your parents come home. <laughs> I know. You don't want them to know you had a party. They're going to find the broken vase in the, in the closet. <laughs> They're going to find a joint somewhere. You know they, <laughs> they are. are. They are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, Mom and Dad. Well, that sounds like a great time. It was. You heard it, it here first. Y'all come to my next party. LRB party at Hillary's house. I'm into it. Let's go. It's the only thing that forces me to make my house look nice. So, like, let's come on. Let's have a party. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the last item in business. It's a doozy, guys. I don't know quite how to introduce it, but we uh, have something that we wanted to share with all the listeners. And we found that it was important enough that we thought that we should have everybody. Uh, on the line for it. So we got together a couple of days ago, uh, the whole gang, Bobby was there, Christy was there, uh, and we recorded this announcement. So we're going to drop that in now so that everybody can hear it and cue harp music. Uh, I think right before we started, I promised I would take roll. So yes, uh, I will take this in no particular order, starting with Hillary Garrett Livingston Butler. Yes, all the names. Here. Thank you. <laughs> Meredith Grace Van Harn. Present. Elizabeth Ann Lundholm. I'm here and accounted for. Michael Andrew Frizzell. I'm sort of here. <laughs> You're only ever about two thirds here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And and the funny part, the funny guy isn't isn't here right now. So, uh oh, it's really going to be bad. And uh, if I remember correctly, Christy Lynn Wise, Aki, <laughs> except for the <laughs> Christina mm. is actually. Oh right, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's only because we never names. call you Christina. So, yeah. thank you for doing not calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Robert Lawrence Pape. Also present. That's everyone. Hi, all. This is a this is an LRB quarterly meeting of sorts, <laughs> or, or should I say, the result of an LRB quarterly meeting. Hi. Yes. First, we have to read the minutes from the last meeting <laughs> and approve <laughs> them. <laughs> I vote to strike all. Hilariously, of them. this was my first yeah. quarterly meeting, and I've been on for about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whoops. That tells you how often we. What did I say? I think this is Q3 of 2018 yeah, that we were covering. Right. <laughs> uh, despite my namesake, I'm more than happy to yield to Anne's rules of order on this. Oh, all right. Oh. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, we we have an announcement, everyone. Uh, we've been thinking about this for some time, and we've been having some serious conversations about it more recently. You're hearing this in the middle of an LRB recap, and this is us telling you uh, that there won't be many more LRB recaps. But wait... Don't cry, because we're a bunch of white people in our 30s, 40s, and 50s, so we will still have a podcast. You know, all day I've been thinking about our friend Andrea. Every time one of us says we have significant news, she gets scared that we're going to end the podcast, and she donates. 
And it's okay, Andrea, <laughs> I promise. Man, you should have let it hang a little longer, Bobby. We could have really been in the money. <laughs> Maybe we should trigger warn Andrea before yeah. <laughs> this drops. Uh, and you have words. Do you want to use your words? <laughs> yes. Okay, I have lots of words because you guys know I am a ruminator of the first the first water. And so I've been thinking about this a long time. So we have been having ongoing discussions for, I don't know, a year about our frustrations with TBTL and how listening to the show have become such a chore. And so many of us were sort of frustrated with it. But the problem was we all love getting together and talking so much every week. Mm-hmm. And TBTL is a foundational element of that, right? You can't do LRB without TBTL. But I think mm-hmm. we all sort of felt trapped and nobody wanted to be like, uh, guys, I'm not like super into this anymore. Uh, and we finally had the discussion and we don't hate TBTL. We've been frustrated with TBTL. I've been upset at Luke and Andrew for some of the ways they've done things, but, um, when you get down to it, we're all TBTL fans. We just didn't want to have to base our podcast on them anymore. And so we're going to do something else. We're not going to go away. Mm -hmm. It'll be something different. And it's still a little bit in discussion and we don't have a name and we don't have a logo, but I'm hoping it's going to stay in our feed right the little red bandwagon will be riding off into the sunset but whatever new vehicle is going to stay in the same feed and we're all gonna remain on board whatever vehicle Mm -hmm. this is because we love each other and we love everybody who listens to the show and we want to continue to have this community and be a part of the community I was just going to add, like, I, I think that you said it exactly right. And, and we are evolving, I think. And in some ways, I think going to expand what we do, we really, I think, as you said, felt hemmed in by the, I don't know, albatross of TBTL. That sounds more negative than I mean it to. But um, <laughs> it, strikes, I, it strikes some vein of truth, though. <laughs> it does. And I think we're all, like, pretty creative people and we wanted to do more and we wanted to expand it and we needed to shirk it off a little bit we needed to shirk off tbtl um in order to expand what we wanted to do and what we were thinking about it and not just use them as a jumping off board so i i'm really excited about it and i i'm ready for the next steps into what we could do as a group mm-hmm. yeah should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? We'll do an hour and a half on that. Oh boy, is bowling <laughs> a sport? Seems to work on sports radio. I've <laughs> I'm, I'm, got that like one a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Should women be allowed to vote? Mm. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm Depends on the week. women. Definitely not on the Pete now. Rose thing. <laughs> so that's bas- basically it. This the timing on this is um, not until mid-October. I think we might as well be upfront about it. I think we said we're going to do the final recap of the weeks of the week that contains the live shows. So I think that's going to be, what did we say, Bobby? October 6th, you wrote it down, is going to be the last regulation. That's the Seattle show, yeah. 
Fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking at one of my many calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I'm old. And now I'm scrolling up through Slack because I'm also young. Um, we're going to do a, a recap. Our final LRB uh, will be... Um, in mid-October, but we'll do a regular recap the, the Monday, October 7th. So we're going to recap all those live shows. Yes. We thought that would be a, a fitting button was to go up through right. the live yep. shows. Because it wouldn't be TBTL if we didn't get one more round of probably awful audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> Some wait. visual gags that don't make any sense if you're mm-hmm. not there. Yeah. And then I think after that final recap, they're going to do the Seattle boat show on whatever it is that Saturday night. And we're assuming they'll play that for the Monday show. And so we will come together. We'll talk about that show. And I think we're going to make the rest of that uh, show a, a big celebration of TBTL and what drew us to it and how it brought us together and why we've loved it for so long and just make a big uh happy celebration and mike is gonna bring a box of tissues i hope (laughs) for his tears yeah (laughs) yes his tears his tears thank you meredith secretly has the filthiest mind of all (laughs) (laughs) she really does don't underestimate her ability to turn something quickly yeah i i think it's important to just reiterate um this isn't a matter of hard feelings toward TBTL. We, one, one of the things that we've wanted to make clear is that we're incredibly grateful that TBTL brought us all together mm-hmm. in its mission to cure global loneliness. It, it worked mm-hmm. for the six of us and Jeremy and we, you know, if we get Phyllis in sometime, Jeremy, who's working right now, of course, so couldn't join us. And, uh, you know, we've created this community and we think that extends to you guys too, who mm-hmm. are listening right now. And, you know, some of you, understand and hear us when we've got a little more joy in our voice for the first 30 to 40 minutes of the recap when we're bullshitting about our own lives and we want to keep doing that but we also want to do it with a little bit of structure so that we're not just every other podcast right on earth right so you know we want to keep our level of quality and we want to look at the best ways to do that well i i think that um many of us um, still are going to be listening to tbtl it's just you know, the the point, I just got to the point where I just couldn't do the active listening and any note-taking, I mean, barely any note-taking for it. <clears throat> I hadn't noticed. It became quite a chore. But but I but I like it. Yeah, it, it, it really comes out because I tell stories about myself instead of, you know, waxing on about those guys. But I will still, I will still listen casually every day, probably. Um, and, and I'll bring up stuff on the show if it's relevant and and we should talk about it, you know, stuff like that. Um, but in addition to that, I didn't start this or co-start this to hurt anyone's feelings. And I think we did, you know, I, I think, I think we did hurt Andrew's feelings, Luke, maybe not so much, but you know, and it's it's like we've talked about this. If if what you're doing hurts someone, knock it off. You know, okay, this is us knocking it off. I mean, yes and no. You're coming from a position where they are your personal friends, yeah. and you have long developed relationships with them. I hope that I personally haven't 
acted like I thought that they were bad people. I have been coming at my criticism from a place of this is a product that they put out into the world and ask people to pay for. And I have paid for that. And like any piece of sort of creative output or art, if you want to call it that, or just maybe entertainment, I think it deserves a critical eye. And I think they've done a very poor job at separating professional from personal. And maybe it's not fair for me to say that because TBTL is inherently a personal thing Mm -hmm. because they share so much of their lives on it. And maybe if I talked to them in person about it, I might try and soften the way that I said some of the things, but I would still tell them anything that I've expressed on this podcast because I think it's fair and honest criticism. And it's funnier to dunk on people than it is to, you know, (laughs) gently lay the ball in. It's hard to contain our frustration sometimes. And I think that kind of goes along with what Mike was saying. And we don't want to be mean. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And we don't want to make anyone feel bad for liking TBTL. Um, And I don't think it's that we don't like it. It's just that I think we we all got to the point where we thought that we thought it was like, oh, like it's kind of boring after a while. We're just like, it sucks. You know, it's not interesting (laughs) for other people. I mean, maybe in commiseration, but it's after a while, you're like, why are they even, I mean, why are they even listening to this? Like, why, you know, why are they commenting on it? And it's, I think we were all like, yeah, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. So it, we're just moving on to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. Well, and thank God that nobody's been doing a recap podcast of us because. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when you, TB, most things are not designed to be watched as closely as we've been listening to TBT right. for the last several for years. Sure. And I'm sure that I will continue to enjoy TBTL in the background while I'm doing the dishes or going for a walk or procrastinating from my day job, like the way it's supposed to be listened to. And like Mike said, if something interesting comes up and I catch it, I might bring it up in conversation on the show, just like I might bring it up in conversation with Sam, for better or for worse, for my marriage. So, you know, I I think... We just want to go back. Some of us want to go back to being casual fans like we were for many years before we started LRB. And others may listen less. <laughs> also, I, not I think at what, all. <laughs> what happened in, in the early days for me, before I, before I even uh, met Emily, I was, since I had to work a lot of long hours, nothing like Jeremy, but I had to work late a lot of nights, I would uh, tape TBTL on my DVR because Cairo came through my television through the magic of Comcast and and I, I just remember you know being so happy to sit down and turn it on whenever I got home you know yeah. it was just gave me a lot of a lot of pleasure and then it just doesn't do that for me anymore and so you know the it, I still like it but it, it used to be like destination for mm-hmm. me yeah. you know and it's just not anymore Keep your powder dry beyond that, Mike, because as yeah, we've promised I'll everyone, we'll have a ball our eyes out. Show. Oh, no, no. I'll, I'm going to be positive on that one. I ain't going to say anything negative on that. <laughs> It'll all be crying and, and good we'll stuff. We'll send that one to Luke and Andrew and be like, here, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's our swan song. I'm dumping on it here. And someone um, will do the running man in their underpants at some point. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do the Roger Rabbit, not in my underpants, but I'll do the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> But what, I, what I'm kind of saying is that, 
you know, we, we arrive in different places in our lives and different things that we watch or listen to or, or enjoy um, mean more or less to us in those times. And, and it just means less to me now. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have a casual relationship with it. It'll be a booty call. You know, <laughs> you up? <laughs> yeah, you, TBTL, you up? I, that's true. Now we can listen to it when we're in bed to go to sleep. Yeah, right. Because you don't have to. You know, oh, I drifted off at twenty six minutes. Eh, okay. Yeah, that I wonder if this will help us enjoy the show more, so, because we aren't having to actively so. listen yeah. so much. I think it will. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that we all resonate with that mission of, of bringing people together. And so we're hoping that in the next generation of what we're doing here, um, that, that we'll foster that community in our own way. So even though we won't be talking about TBTL, we'll, we'll be sort of exercising the ideals of TBTL, especially the early days of what the show taught us of interacting with people and creating space for more participation, which is something that's been harder for us lately as we've been you know, more into the grind of what the recaps have been. We haven't had on as many guests or gotten as many voice memos that we beg for, you know, we want to create a space where there's a lot of open opportunity for, for interaction. And I think it'll be easier. We think it'll be easier uh, without being tethered to this format. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, if we never, if we don't have any listeners after this, we, we know that's okay because our primary goal is for the half dozen of us and our close friends who are involved to stay in touch. But we're hoping that it's more than that. We're hoping that all of you will be along for the ride with us, interact with us, and be a part of this with us because we're excited for it. Yep. And if there's ever anything that they do on that on that show that you really want us to talk about, throw your phone at us and then we'll 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 look at it. Yeah. Yep. We'll keep Absolutely. that open, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. People still need a place to register their frustrations. I'm just very happy that I don't have to get frustrated about the lack of quality education at Jesus Creek <laughs> and <laughs> wish that Luke had taken classes besides Swedish and Swahili when mm -hmm. he was <laughs> at the University yeah. of Washington. Little geography. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Little science, little geography. I I think this is a perfect time now that Luke just announced he's going vegan. This is a perfect time for this to be. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done. Shut down. We don't need to hear about that anymore. <laughs> well, so that's it, everybody. We, as always, welcome your feedback, good and bad, yes. what you think, any suggestions, taking show ideas. <laughs> yes, please. Um, <laughs> I won't pretend that I'm not a little worried that we won't have TBTL just to hang our show off of anymore. We're going to have to stand on our own two feet. Mm -hmm. And you know that I always Girl, have... Just throw some notes down. You know I have nonsense running through my brain at all times. I will yeah. always find something. Hillary and I will carry this water. I can't wait. I'm really excited about this, you guys. I think it'll be really, really fun. Me too. I think Christy invoked something in our conversations from the early days that was probably easy for her because she has it tattooed on her. TBTL has always had the on to the next party credo. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of what we're doing here mm -hmm. is we're, we're moving on to the next party and we want you to come with us because why wouldn't you follow half a dozen strangers from the internet to a second location? <laughs> <laughs> 
We have drinks. You can walk, watch us mix them, so it, yep. it won't it won't get shady. We're sitting around stirring our drinks with remote controls, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the day <laughs> with a towel on our laps for the pizza crumb for the pizza. Yep. <laughs> now, after having been in the pool illegally for like three hours. <laughs> I'll see if I can get the cast of Paw Patrol to come. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we hope everyone will come with us. So, for sure. more to come. We wanted to have a nice long wind down. After all, when I quit my retail job, I told her <laughs> in May that I was leaving in September. So we had a good long like morning period. And by the ta- time it came, we were ready. And so we're hoping yeah. that by being up front and telling everybody what's coming, everyone will have time to get their thoughts in order about mm-hmm. it. Yep. yep. Anything else? Anybody? I think that's it. All right, we have to go back to talking about how Luke read an article about Prince to Andrew for 20 minutes on the show today. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> Good tease. Uh, I'm on it. So, uh, insert the back to present time harp noise now. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can't take it back now, guys. No. <laughs> um, do we have anything that we want to add to that, or do we think that speaks for itself? I mean, I always want to add something because I can't like leave well enough alone. But uh, I mean, I think I, I said it when we recorded it, but I'm really excited. I know it's a change, but I we're not. Li- I don't want to leave. Like, you know and just hate TBTL and, you know, turn my back on it. I love it. It's, I love the community. I I love that it, you know, brought me here, but it's time for us to evolve. And I think that's, I think it's clear. And I think that's what we all want. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So stay tuned, everybody. More to come. <laughs> yeah. And we'll move on with the regular the regular show for now let's do a couple of throw your phones we got some good ones this week i mean yeah not like we get bad ones but uh let's start with uh one from Mackenzie. this is in reference to last week's recap we were talking about the chicken in france that got sued for cockadoodle doing his business every morning and I think I said that I took issue with the idea that they were suing a rooster, that they were probably <laughs> suing the owners of the rooster. And Mackenzie, being a lawyer, had a thought to contribute to this. He says, maybe more of a sharpshoot than anything else. You doubt the rooster lawsuit was truly against the rooster. You may be right, but to counter, there's a long history of suing animals. And he includes a link to an article about that. Uh, Continuing, and I could totally believe that the French legal system still has some sort of mechanism to sue animals. Five minutes of Googling did not yield actual documents to verify this, but it seems within the realm of possibility. Well, I stand corrected. I guess. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Didn't sound like a thriving concern suing suing animals, though. I mean, what do you get? 
Right. <laughs> if you win, what do you get? But Mike, I think you're about to sue all of your animals. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I could, I would. If I had the money, boy, I'd be filing all kinds of papers tomorrow. That would be the best Judge Judy ever. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that, Mackenzie, one of our legal experts. Yeah. Um, we got something from Patty O Furniture. Our Irish correspondent, I guess, who just says, Bonvoy Wizard, awesome sauce. Is that something you said, Mike, Bonvoy Wizard? I I think I characterized Luke as a Bonvoy Wizard (laughs) during during the last show. And he is. And uh, finally, we got a note from Callie when we were talking about... um, I forget even how it came up about names on uh, airline tickets and how sometimes your first name and your middle name get elided together and it produces weird things or cuts off in strange places. And Callie says, my real first name is Caroline. And when they scan my ticket at the gate, it cuts off at Carol. Welcome aboard, Carol. And then there's a, a barfing emoji. And she says, no, I'm not 60 years old. Oh, hold my car. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any any um, little girls have been named Carol for a Carol. while now. <laughs> it's not happening. My aunt Carol is in her late seventies. So, yeah. does everybody have an aunt Carol? I think they do. Probably. Somewhere. And everybody has an uncle Bob. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. My Aunt Carol's actually called Aunt Pat, but, she, but, <laughs> but, but she's, she's Carol. in Aunt Carol's she, I have a, an Uncle Bob and Aunt Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're Ooh. not married anymore. My Uncle Bob had two wives named Marilyn. We called them <laughs> Marilyn 1 and Marilyn 2. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. His Marilyn mm-hmm. game was strong, apparently. But so <laughs> for a while, I had Uncle Bob and Aunt Marilyn. And my roommate at the time also had an Uncle Bob and Aunt Marilyn. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I have a Kathy and Fred, which may as well be <laughs> yeah, Carol and yes. Bob. Do I have to marry Marilyn 1 so that I'm not confused when I marry Marilyn 2? <laughs> you know, do I have to? Am I going to be lost? Well, and really, is is Marilyn 1 intrinsically a Marilyn or could she be a Marilyn 2? Oh, good point. <laughs> Thanks for that, Kelly. That was... That was great. I'm sorry. We'll never call you Carol. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that, let's tackle a few TPTL topics. Hillary, you want to kick us off? Oh, sure. Why not? Um, okay. So the big news of the week, I think, was the um, TBTL picnic that was last Saturday. Um, it seems like it really was a great time. And luckily... Uh, from all accounts, luckily it happened earlier in the day because there was like some epic storm that happened uh, that night that like everybody was freaking out about. I mean, I don't think anybody in Seattle has ever seen lightning before, apparently, <laughs> because they were losing their damn minds. Yeah, they sure were. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it really was was super intense. I, I like when it you know there's lots of thunder and lightning storms in texas so i'm like was it really bad or was it just bad for washington mm-hmm. that's what was i want to know was it a pull off the side of the road and wait till it's over storm mm. yeah yeah i don't know 
we had some very severe storms in Michigan and on the west side of the state where I grew up, there was actual destruction. One of the, the, there was this beautiful street, um, that overlooks the, the, the river downtown and this big apartment building just got its roof lifted right off, um, which is not, not something that happens there regularly. So, but you know, climate change is fake. Totally. Not a, not a tornado. It was like straight line winds. They aren't sure, actually. At last I read, they weren't sure if it was winds or an actual tornado. Interesting. But the destruction was very real. Hmm. Dang. Well, um, you know, because he is, this is his job, um, and he's really good at it, um, uh, Jack took some great pictures. So, of course, I was, like, stalking through the pictures, seeing all the dogs, all the cooking, <laughs> all of, you know, the various people that were there. And it really did look like it was a fun time. Um, and probably it was fun that they didn't do a live show. Um, I know that that's sort of, like, well, it's stressful for them. And, really, people just want to hang out with them. And yeah. when they do the – we've talked about this, but when they do the live shows, it's like everybody's cramming at the end to – to talk to them or meet them or whatever. And it, it seems like this was a good time. I mean, even though Luke said he wasn't feeling well, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed really fun. Um, and a good time was had by all. And they sh- I think that they should do stuff like that, especially since, you know, they're not on social media besides Slack. They don't really interact with the fans. So this is kind of a way for them to interact with the fans, like in a very like low key kind of way. Yeah. In their early thirties, they did, you know, drunken ragers at the Mandarin Gate in their forties. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you do a barbecue at the park. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And those dogs—they were some really cute dogs there. Jack's is Jack's dog new? Is that like a new puppy that he? Got? I think so. Yeah, yeah. so cute. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really cute dog. Really cute. I do think that they mentioned this on the show, but Jack, you need to watch that dog when it's around <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Because Andrew is going to disappear him. Yep. <laughs> Take him home. Andrew's going to do an Amy. Uh, and like if if, uh, <laughs> if Buster's left alone for like 30 seconds, he's like, boink. Oh, that dog is definitely neglected. I'm taking it. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, no, it looked, it looked really fun and I would have liked to be there. All right. Next topic, sport ball. Um I put this on here just for you, Mike, because I knew you'd want to talk about it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, there needs to be something every week I can I can claim, and this happens to be it. Tailgating fans at an Eagles game. I the rare sharpshoot for for <laughs> Anne. She had put Steelers game on here. It would have made a lot I of sense. I thought it was Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, but well, uh, no. No, I don't know. I I was like, wait, what football team is it in Philadelphia? So, it yeah, it was normally I get very upset when I make mistakes. (laughs) Do do not need to give a shit. Well, I'm just glad somebody made a note. So, um, anyway, tailgating fans at an Eagles game saw a dude wearing a Redskins jersey and started a fight, not realizing that the jersey wearer was one of the Philadelphia 76ers. And a Philly podcast host went crazy on them. Uh, first of all, on the incident itself, uh, I got to say that that's pretty ballsy. It had to be a pretty big group of fans to take on an NBA player. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that I, no matter what the guy was wearing, I wouldn't be like, hey, idiot. You know, I was like, okay, well, the guy's just like, in terms from physical size, you mean? Yes. He's probably like nine yes, feet tall. Yes. Stay away. <laughs> <You don't... laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> right? There had to be at least four or five of these jamokes, you know, in, in really seriously drunk mm-hmm. in order to be this this stupid. So, uh, but the thing about the podcast host and the thing about the, these guys' obsessions with um, the the sports talk show hosts and and all that, I I'm not down with the the hollering guys you know (laughs) it's just it's not it's not for me i mean maybe there would have been a day when i was like i don't know in my teens or whatever when i would be like get fired up when like a sports talk show host would yell but sports talks didn't exist when i was had that much testosterone so who knows um but it leaves me flat in my 50s so i just i don't i don't want to hear it i don't like it when they play it but um it it's a, it was a halfway interesting story. I just didn't need to hear the guy screaming about it. Is it, it. the low T? Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably. I prefer it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds more peaceful. <laughs> if I could have high T or low T, <laughs> it's much better with the low. I sort of wonder it how much of is actual yelling and how much is just having a voice that sounds like you're yelling all yeah. the time. I yeah. I sort mm-hmm. of feel like that's a quality that some sports I don't know has permeated yeah. into the sports talk culture a little bit that always sounds Scotty Farrell ah I don't know Hillary you ever heard that guy <laughs> no but that's they do always sound like they need to clear their throat like always mm-hmm. and like just I need you to take a oh, second oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, go, yeah. <clears throat> get it out there but it's not just sports who's that finance guy Jim Cramer <laughs> yes oh yeah who was yes. screaming about oh, right. money all the time yeah oh that's exhausting oh. Maybe he should just go scream about sports instead, and we'll just keep them all corralled into (laughs) one area. (laughs) Yeah, no. But I don't know. I assume that you don't that you haven't heard this podcast guy before, right, Mike? Since he's no, no, a Philly local guy. But does he yell all the time, or is he yelling like this because he's so angry for this one incident? Probably yells all the time. I'm guessing he's just a ramped up version of what he normally is. Yeah, he just yeah. he had he had something legit legitimate to rant about because it was pretty stupid to attack anybody and then particularly like you know a, a hometown player slash hero. Right. Well, I mean, it's the worst of the toxic culture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To yeah. be upset at somebody just because mm-hmm. they root for a different team and they happen yeah. to be walking near you and <laughs> that that I don't like would like your laundry sir i don't like it one bit and this is what i'm going to do i'm going to throw a chair at you this is how it feels driving your car with michigan plates to ohio oy, oy, oy. because that oh, rivalry yeah. is intense and people just for having a michigan plate will like key your car Ugh. come on there should be a giant key that swings down from a freeway overpass as you're passing into Ohio that just just swings down and keys your car so it just saves everybody some time. I get it. I'm not welcome. Yeah. Scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get that fixed. Mm-hmm. There's, there's 150 bucks. I mean, I was, I was thinking about this. I was like, what other groups have such intense and unreasonable loyalties? Like different orchestra fans from different cities are, aren't like going for each other. And, 
Mm. Smashing each other's violins. Ooh, that'd be terrible. I think that maybe there's terrible. like some of the hardcore nerds are Android fans. Probably like <laughs> Yeah. I, I think there are some stores bros out there. I mean, it's it's proven. It's just they don't usually get physical. They just harass women off the internet. Yeah. Right. The yeah. form that their rage mm-hmm. takes. So <laughs> I won't like denigrate just sports fans in particular. There's gross men everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> There's a show title. <laughs> it doesn't matter what their hobbies are. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm not going to deny it. It's true. Well, let's move on then to technology on technology. Uh, <laughs> this was also a topic you were interested in, Mike. Only old people have iPads? This was something that Luke was on. Well, I didn't want to be the one to take this topic because I didn't want to take the topic because I'm the oldest person here. And it would sound like, you know, by me saying, well, I have an iPad, it would be like proving his point. <laughs> but in our chat, when when this came up, like everybody was like, yeah, I have an iPad. I have an iPad. I, have an iPad. I mean, Emily has a super duper iPad. That's why I have her old iPad. I mean, uh, iPads are pretty much everywhere, dude. Everywhere. I don't know if I qualify as old yet, but I have one and I use it all the time. Yeah. I don't take pictures with it. I have to make that clarification <laughs> because that would make me an old person. <laughs> Neither. Yeah. I take screenshots sometimes. but never a picture. <laughs> I just imagine you holding it up. Like, <laughs> like and I have one of the, I do have one of the giant ones too, because I like to play <laughs> video games on it. And so that's kind of nice. And so it would look ac- extra ridiculous <laughs> if I carried it around to use as a camera. Uh, how much does an iPad cost? Uh, depends. A few hundred dollars. I think. Okay. I have no idea. Because I was just thinking, if Luke did have an iPad obsession, how many of them would have left in cabs and airport seat oh, bags? Oh, and I mean, man. what what would this cost oh, him? Yeah. Well, they so. are thin, and they like the <laughs> mine's kind of the size of a sheet of paper. So the danger is that I stack it up with some magazines or something and throw it away. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's so light. So Mm -hmm. I put kind of a bulkier case on it to prevent that. Because I've heard of that happening with people's like air books and things where they accidentally toss them out with the paper. Heft management. You're you're using your heft management skills right there. You you pick up a pile of papers. You know, there's there's something something in this pile of papers. (laughs) Something weighty. Um, In my... Yes. Expensive. (laughs) In my experience um, with iPads, I don't... I had one when I when Bridget was a baby uh, and used it quite a bit, but I, it, I use my phone because I like to use one hand. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. like to just use my right hand, but uh, my kid, every kid I know has an iPad or some derivative of an iPad. My kids have iPads because I kind of, I got a gift card one. So Bridget got one. Now Rory has to have one, but I don't, yeah. Every, like, it's hilarious because Bridget's like, Mommy, I want a phone. I want a phone. I'm like, you're not getting a phone until you're way, way, way older. But I'm like, you idiot, you have an iPad. Like, it's the same thing. It's I mean, a giant phone. Yeah. I know. I've turned off the messaging portion, but I'm like, well, first of all, who are you going to message? Like, who, like, whose number do you have that yeah. you're going to message? You're seven. Um, but also, I'm like, it's the same thing. You're just dumb and you haven't figured out, like, how to you know, type things in yeah. to uh, the internet 
uh, my old iPads world. all go to my nephew who's now 10 and he yeah. uses them for like YouTube mostly. Yeah, that's is yes. his thing. Yeah. And he started making TikTok videos. Uh-oh. You know Ooh. I want to you know I want to make a TikTok video with Bridget. I'm like dreaming of doing a mother-daughter TikTok mm-hmm. video, <laughs> but I'm too old to do that, but I'm like oh, could we become a TikTok stars? <laughs> <laughs> that's what my nephew's trying to do. <laughs> I, I use my iPad for a really specific for, for Netflix a lot of the time and it's for a very stupid and specific reason. It's because my bedroom is narrow and long and I have my bed set up the long way, so the TV is way on the other side and I often like maybe this is I'm too old. But I don't have my glasses most of the time because I only wear them for driving, but the TV's a little bit too far away. So I'll watch Netflix on my iPad. Mm-hmm. I'll just lay it on my stomach and watch. <laughs> you and Mike really are proving our point. <laughs> we're not old no i just use it because i can't see (laughs) let's move on to a segment we're calling fashion fantasy (laughs) (laughs) i like that title luke was in the airport early 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 in the morning and he saw a woman wearing a shirt that said I'm not a superhero, but I'm a mortgage underwriter, so close enough. Which is, it brought up the topic of overly specific t-shirts, which is something that delights me, or it did delight me three years ago, because... (laughs) When everybody else was talking about it, you mean? (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think this came up as a topic on Stop Podcasting Yourself, the the delightful uh, Canadian podcast. And it was never underestimate a blank who was born in blank <laughs> was the format that they kept going with. And I've, I've Googled that phrase and I found so many and they're just endlessly customizable. And, but I can't imagine who would wear such a thing. I guess this woman in the airport, like the one I put in Slack is never underestimate a woman who listens to Celine Dion and was born in October. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, those women. Oh, gosh. Yeah, definitely. Don't underestimate them. That is so specific. It's I, the specificity is what is hilarious. Like it's like yeah. there's or how many people? Like two, are there two people? That, that would... Yeah. How is it cost effective to print these things? No. How many F- F- Celine Dion fans who were born in October <laughs> are buying these shirts to make it worthwhile for anyone to print them? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Bobby ever wore it, but I think my. My my friend Matt uh, had him a shirt that made that said uh, something like, uh, "Don't mess with a man who drives a Yaris. He's got nothing left to lose." That's when... good though. Uh, my best friend is yeah, um. It was a good one. My best friend's a librarian, and I feel like those kind of um, professions get really targeted. It's like it's yeah. definitely like mm-hmm. you know. I'm a librarian, but also a mind reader or whatever. I don't know. I right, mean, right. Yeah, take your pick. But librarians, teachers, nurses, yes, moms. I mean, moms get the like. <laughs> I'm a chauffeur and a cook and a cleaner and a, you know. Oh, kill me! Mm, oh God. <laughs> well, Luke and Andrew spent a long time trying to puzzle out circumstances under which this woman would own this shirt like that and they basically came mm-hmm. down to it was a gift but then why sh- would she wear it if it was not something that she picked out for herself and why would you pick that out for yourself i mean people are dummies is the conclusion i came to yeah she's at the airport so she's wearing her pajamas i guess all right we can move on now yeah. to 
this week in picky eating, and it's actually it's actually Luke this week. He's getting pickier and pickier, and the reason he's getting I mean, okay, he's going to dabble in veganism. <laughs> he's decided that, that, that this, I like this that you just sort of had to brace yourself before you said it. <laughs> <laughs> And we are going to have to hear about it, at least until the three thousand three. I I tried to say this the other day. Emily just laughed at me. Until after the big, the next big show, um, we uh, then none of us will have to hear about it ever again if we don't want to. But uh, here's the thing: you don't you don't take up. I don't want to tell anyone how to live their lives, but the reason to become vegan isn't to lose weight. The reason to become, there are lots of reasons to become vegan, but losing weight, there's a lot of ways and even healthy ways to lose weight without, without becoming vegan. Um, Cullen, Cullen has been struggling with his weight for a couple of years. And, and finally he came over a couple of weeks ago and, and he looked great and he said, I'm down 24 pounds from, you know, a couple months ago or something. And I said, you know, what'd you do? And he, he said, well, I did what you said. I said, I just started eating a little less every, every meal and and every day, just a little less, still ate everything I wanted to eat. Hmm. And I said, yeah. I know, it sounds radical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Right? You don't have to eat all the food. Just just relax, you know, just have a little bit instead of all of it. And then, then you're good. You don't have to make radical lifestyle changes that, you know, require extra money and effort and all this bullshit. But, um, you know, I'm happy for him if he's happy and I hope it works and I hope he becomes a happy vegan the rest of his life and he gets to the weight he wants. Um, but if you've gone around, uh, some of these co-op markets where a lot of the vegan food is, it's a zombie show, man. It's it's a there there are a lot of I mean people moving real slow, <laughs> looking real pale, I mean, ghost like. Yeah, it's it's strange. I'm like, take it easy. Don't go too hard down that road. You know. I I have Just no problem with people eating the way that they want to eat, but my concern is that when you're vegan, you really do need to be really careful about your nutrition, yeah. and you need to supplement some things, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure that you're eating all the right foods. And I just don't think Luke is that careful about it. No, no n- new podcast spinoff: the Uninformed Vegan. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just making potato chips are haphazard choices Ooh. all over the place. Mm-hmm. My also, <laughs> you know, he said that he's doing this partially as a weight loss effort, which is a little disturbing to me. I don't like this because it can often cloak and eating no. disorder and i don't know i'm certainly not diagnosing him but a lot of people use it that way and luke definitely has complicated feelings um and relationship with his weight um and you know eat however you want for whatever reason you want but um i'm not sure that this is a sustainable approach for him none of us would be so foolish to diagnose luke with an eating disorder but i feel fairly certain in saying he says disordered eating Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah, yeah. I also have done. And he seems to, I mean, rather than following Mike's radical plan of just eating a little less, he seems to like diet plans that involve just cutting things out entirely. He feels like he yeah. does better to make categories just off limits. That's easier than mm-hmm. wrestling with his you know, emotional food desires. 
So we'll see. I we've all been on the diet roller coaster with him for 10 plus years and he's never stuck to any of it when he was doing it to lose weight and quote unquote improve his appearance. The only diet that he's ever stuck to has been vegetarianism and that's something that he did for other reasons than appearance. So mm-hmm. I do, I wish him the best. I hope he can find what he's looking for. I, you know, I've just seen this too many times to um, be blindly confident that this is going to work for him. For sure. And I always, it makes me laugh because every single time he starts on this new diet plan, he always kind of <clears throat> says, I really want to get to a place where in a year I'm like <laughs> doing this. Yes. And it's always like, not really, you know, it's just that I'm eating healthy for my body and, mm. you know, la, la, la. and I'm like, you say that every single time, every single time. And you never, that's just not your personality. You're not going to do that. that. That's, that's not what you're looking for. I also have to jump in with a little bit of lady scientist uh, yeah. talk because he said some things about milk that were kind of wildly, um, irresponsible uh, and wrong. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what he was talking about exactly, but he's like, who knows what that stuff is pumped with? Well, a lot of people know, um, <laughs> first of all, and it's <laughs> milk is extremely regulated and tested and, uh, they're not pumping it full of hormones. I mean, milk is an animal product and animals have hormones in them naturally, right? So there's going to be some, but it's not enough to do anything in our bodies. And the hormone that they give to cows to help them grow isn't biologically active in humans. So it doesn't do anything to us. It doesn't give us cancer. Like there's so many, I can send you articles and citations. There's there's no danger in, in humans drinking milk. You know, we're, we're certainly not drinking enough of it I every day. I think it made Cullen a large, large, tall human. <laughs> yeah, so it's I good think, nutrition. Uh, there was no history of 6'4 people in his family before he chugged all the milk. I know. It's like, he. I know Luke is not, but it's... Sometimes I'll fall down rabbit holes of anti-vaxxers for some reason. And I yeah. like, I don't know why, but I like, can't like stop reading it and that's kind of what they say like we don't even know big pharma's covering it up what are they even putting in the vaccinations like why would you put it and you're like you do know though there and there, yeah. there are ways to know this yeah it's a lot there. of people know <laughs> <sighs> well and i don't know this is accompanied by something luke has done a number of times now which is like i mean isn't it just weird that we would drink other animals milk I mean, it just seems weird. I mean, it's like from a cow. I'm like, no, it's not that weird. I don't find that argument all that compelling. We do all sorts mm-hmm. of weird things. Yeah. <laughs> we build wooden boxes and live in them instead of a hole in the ground like an animal would. Like, what? <laughs> where do you stop with that argument? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like it's like he just got stoned, and he's like, "Isn't it weird that you <laughs> that know we have hands?" <laughs> oh my god. My name's Luke. Luke. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Doesn't even sound like a word. (laughs) Am I booing myself? I don't know. All right, let's move on to some news you can't use. This week in news, companies exist that specialize in naming products. And it turns out, Luke and Andrew are very shocked that it is a long process to name something and go through a lot of suggestions and a lot of iterations. And sometimes the names are still bad. 
<laughs> Who names yep. these drugs? Honest to God, not to go on like an Andy Rooney rant or anything, but. <laughs> it did sound Andy Rooney-ish, though. Who were the ad wizards that came up with I mean, that again, one? chemists. It's chemists. Right. That's the Number one, I think that all drug advertising should be stricken from the airwaves. I don't understand yes. why. Ask your doctor if lipoproptin is right yes. for you. Like, what? They don't even say what it's for a lot of the time. And if your doctor isn't aware of what drugs to use for that, you need to find a new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like, hey, do you have any ideas on how to tackle this? Like, that, doctors don't do that. <laughs> Seen any good commercials lately? Mr. Frizzell, this is a pregnancy drug you're asking me about. I don't, I, just, I don't know why. Ask your doctor if Forgrolio is right for you. Like, what? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Moving on. Ms. Monopoly is woke. There is a new edition of Monopoly is called Ms. Monopoly that is focused on the inequality uh, and gender non-parity, I guess, in business and compensation. I don't know. I This is silliness, right? This is just yes. silliness. <laughs> how how bad would it, as a as a dude. As a dude, how badly do you need to get laid if you're playing Ms. Monopoly <laughs> yeah. with, with some ladies? I mean, it just reeks of desperation. Nobody's going to buy this, yes. right? Other than maybe no. as a gag. Mattel or Parker Brothers has no uh, belief that anybody's going to buy any of this. This is a publicity stunt. This is like... Uh, last year or the year before, and they're like, we're getting rid of one of the board tokens, or we're adding a new board token. <laughs> right. This is all just publicity. Oh, they have, a, they have a calendar. They have a calendar of all the bullshit that they're going to do. Ugh. This is so dumb. I mean, what? Gloria Steinem would look at it and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what? Get this out of here. Let's do something more meaningful than this. I, I'd be really interested to see to see what the wage gap at Hasbro is like they could actually do something about this by by fixing that Mm -hmm. (laughs) within their own company I don't know if they have a problem with it but I assume that they do they could promote more women they could encourage women uh, within their careers I mean there are so many other things they could do other than make this dumb board Mm -hmm. game let's go to a couple of throw your phones on this from Justina Listening to Monopoly talk has shifted me from eye-rolling at the game to maybe seeing the point. Is it possible that by making the rules clearly unfair, they're crystallizing a complicated issue to a simple form anyone can wrap their heads around? Also, gaming is used for board games by the young folks. I have heard this usage myself. Luke went on a tangent about calling board games, playing board games gaming, which was just dumb. Um, Also from Tony, throwing my phone at all the Monopoly talk. One, why is Andrew having a hard time understanding that having people experience inequality is a good way of teaching them about inequality and is more likely to make them more sympathetic to others experiencing inequality? Two, Luke's latest conspiracy theory that Hasbro is trying to trick video game assess millennials into buying board games by changing the name of the game distribution wing of their company. Luke, young people do play board games, although probably Monopoly. Oh, and Monopoly boards don't burn that hot. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. 
Monopoly takes too long. Ugh, yeah. It takes forever. And you know what? I play Monopoly with Matt every once in a while. Um, we have Pokemon Monopoly, by the way. <laughs> of course you do. Yes, I usually play as is it Clefairy. Um, I play with Matt, and I can't win ever. Yeah. Even when like I ape his strategy of how he buys properties and builds things on them, he kicks my ass every time, and I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, we used to play when I was a kid, and my brother would kill us every time. And these are like, yeah, like three-hour games. Yeah. And at the end, you're just like, I hate you, and I hate this game. <laughs> and you start the game, and you're like, well, maybe this time. Maybe this time. And within 15 minutes, you know you're sunk, and you still you're have like, nope. two hours and 45 more minutes before the game's mm-hmm. over. Oh, It's so terrible. Long. But as far as Justina and Tony's points, I mean, while I think that Hasbro has no intention of actually shining a light on the problem of inequality, um, I don't think this was the right way to do it, to have the female players get additional money, whatever it was, guys get 200 for passing go and women get 240 something like that but that's backwards because what there's a certain type of person who says well look it's just this is what i was afraid was going to happen you're just giving them advantages right right you're just making it easier for women or black people or gays or whatever you're giving them special privileges so make everybody experience the same disadvantages that's that's would be i guess my approach Right. You know, everything costs the same, no, no, but you get no. paid I'm coming out with a, less. I'm coming out with a game where the, the all the slave owners are, are black and all the slaves are white. And just just reverse it so Whoa, everyone can you feel blew my mind. shitty. Has a expanse, chance to feel shitty. What? We're giving black people plantations. <laughs> they didn't earn right? it. Those white guys earned their plantation. I'm sorry. I'm not sitting down with you to play this game, guys. I'm just not going to sit down with you. It Sounds doesn't, like doesn't fun. feel fun for me as a white person. And I'm not going to play. <laughs> I'm not playing. Sorry. Oh, Monopoly. You keep trying to weasel your way back into the public consciousness. And thanks really to do. dummies, you, you get there. Yeah. Yep. Um, another kind of silly story was that the new iphone that's not out yet right it's the iphone 11 that's just got introduced mm-hmm. that hasn't been put into circulation yet has a, a multi-lens camera a little cluster of three lenses together and apparently it's triggering some people that have a disorder called trypophobia which is fear of small clusters of holes and they're upset about it on the internet although are they or was it one tweet? Yeah, this is like when the New York Times does a does a trend piece, yep. right? Like somebody was upset. <laughs> I was curious about trypophobia because, I mean, it seems wild to me since I don't have it. But then also Luke brought up his uh, cotton ball thing mm-hmm. where yeah. cotton balls make him want to scream. And I would say, you know, fingernails on a uh-huh. chalkboard. That sound yeah. really yeah. freaks people out. And so I don't know, maybe... Maybe this is a thing that there's no reason to be upset by clusters of small holes, which occurs in nature. But it's not recognized in the DSM. 
what are we on five, the DSM five now as its own disorder, but it it's not out of the question. They're doing some studies on it, although true phobias, they say, involve both disgust and fear. And this one seems to be only disgust. It doesn't have a fear component, which makes mm-hmm. it sort of difficult to classify it as an actual phobia. So that may just be a naming issue. Yeah, and does it like does it impact your life in a in a negative way is also one of the litmus tests for that, like if it's a real problem. And I feel like this is something that doesn't come up all that much. Well, I mean this life. this tweeter can't yeah. buy the new yeah. iPhone, Meredith. Oh no. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Oh well. I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> There was a joke on Wait Wait this morning about this topic, and and uh, I think Peter Sigel said, "Imagine, imagine how freaked out they used to be when they had to pick up a, a regular phone and all the little holes." Oh yeah, the speaker part, both True. parts of that phone. I mean, ah, ah. the fact that like Kylie Jenner made this up three doesn't little really holes were bad. lend a lot of credence to it either. Yeah. Um, all right, finally, in this category, this was initially the only thing I could come up with for the Friday show. <laughs> the Friday show was a big <laughs> nothing, guys. Uh, the top story was silliest dog names. Boy, are they silly. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke read Andrew a bunch of silly dog names. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's pretty much it. That's one of the privileges of having pets, right? You can go as normal or silly names. We're stealing that segment. I don't care what they say. We're stealing that segment for our new show. (laughs) Silliest dog names? Yeah. I am still very proud of myself when I got a shark fish at the age of five for naming it Alexander Pac-Man Jr. I still think that's a solid name. (laughs) It's a good name. It's a good name. I know. I For when we inevitably get a dog, I really need to start thinking about it. I mean, I'm not a fan of pre-naming things. Like, I feel like you have to meet the dog Mm -hmm. or the pet of some sort and kind of Mm -hmm. see what their worldview is, what they look like, how they act towards you. But, uh, yeah, Duchess came to us as Duchess, and I always hated that name. I was like, oh, I want to change it. But she was Duchess. That was her name. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited about a whole new world of of naming. Obviously... Whatever this dog, Hillary, is, is their middle name is going to be Poochington. It's going to be Poochington <laughs> Butler. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Nice. I can't wait for the dog to find his or her voice. Oh, oh yeah. That's fun. We, we give voices to I him. mean, Duchess was always, you know, she was like a kind of a like a lesbian voice, which I know is not very PC to say, but it was like, hey, guys, what's going on? Uh <laughs> I'm just laying here. I'm tired. I just need to relax right now. It was a really deep register. I had a cat uh, who was a, a long-haired Siamese, and his his name, I named him Prince, and I hated that name. It was like along the same lines as Duchess, right? Yeah. But he was so fancy. I couldn't, I couldn't, like once I came, once I even thought of it, I was like, ugh, that's his name. Damn it. <laughs> You're like annoyed. Like, ugh. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, That's like um, when like authors talk about the characters, like they have no control over yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what could I do? That's the way that she would have acted. And I'm like, um, you're the one <laughs> that's in control. It is sort of up to you. Yeah. 
He was so pretty, though. I haven't heard about this cat before. <laughs> oh, he's you from, had. He was when I was a teenager. Um, he actually, he might still be around. His goal in life, he was an indoor cat, but his goal in life was to get outside. And he would do things like sneak out the, the balcony door and jump off the balcony and break his arm. Like, Whoa, that's how uh. bad he did that one time. That's how bad he wanted to go outside. And so he would eventually, he would sometimes... Um, walk down to the the shawarma place on the at the at the end of the block and they would give him like pita stuff and like he would get he would get meat and a little bowl of water and they'd call me because my number was on his collar and they would call me and be like prince is down here again and eventually he would also get into people's cars we lived in a in a residential area that had a commercial area on the end of the block and he would hang out in the parking lot and jump into people's cars because he liked car rides and so one time he got driven like all the way across town and stayed with these people overnight and i had to go get him in the morning it was ridiculous and he kept going to this these this gay couple's house um like a block away and one time he climbed up into their tree in their backyard and the fire department had to come and get him down <laughs> with the cherry picker i mean and it was on the news like this it must have been such a slow news day but i eventually just was like okay you can go live with these ga- with these gay guys like this is clearly what you want out of life like and i can't stop you and i don't want you to keep hurting yourself so he he i basically gave him to these guys just to make him happy Wow. See, that's being a good pet owner. It was very sad, and I miss him. I nice. loved him very much. Um, but that's clearly doing what's what best he wanted. for him. Yeah. <laughs> and they loved him. They were very good to him. So there's a pet for every situation in marriage. I guess life. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Are we moving on to um, this? Is a music moment about Daniel Johnston, who passed away um, this past week. Um, I. I I, I don't, I mean, he was from Austin. I, I don't really care for his music that much. I was not really as invested in it. So it's not like I, it's not like a judgment. It just was not for me. And I just wasn't in that world that much. But um, what I think that we were interested in, in this topic was that, I don't know, Luke opened up a little bit about, I guess, Daniel Johnston really touched him because he was, you know, living out loud with all of his, uh, you know, mental issues and I think Luke I don't know it was a moment where he was like yeah I had like pretend issues on the show I mean I think they're real issues but they're kind of cute and funny to talk about on the show but you know he has some real deeper issues and he said that Daniel Johnston made it okay for him to express them like people will still love you even if you're super fucked up (laughs) right (laughs) which I think is some I mean you know everybody has their like things that they're ashamed of or think that they should be ashamed of but there's always somebody else that's going through pretty much the same thing like we're not that unique and it's better to share it um as opposed to just like keeping it hidden away yeah the idea that you can be quote-unquote damaged yeah and still be loved and be worthy of being loved that's a that's an important truth to learn that Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of us a long time yep to figure out. So if Daniel Johnston helped Luke figure that out earlier, that's good. Yeah. For sure. I have a lighter hearted uh, anecdote about Daniel Johnston. All right. um, Emily bought me a t-shirt uh, of his mural. There's He painted a mural on the side of a building on the, on the, the strip right next to the university here. And it's a giant uh, frog and it says, hi, how are you? It's one of my favorite shirts. I love it. And people comment on it all the time. Um, 
but the reason I bring it up is because last time we were going down the drag, as I think it's called, uh, the that that particular business that the the mural is on the side of changes hands a lot like these like on any university district you know vape shop and mm-hmm. you know, karate studio you know whatever just keep keep changing changing well it's a thai restaurant now and it they've got a big old sign out front that says thai how are you <laughs> and so they're cashing in Finally, someone is cashing in on that mural, and I'm I'm happy for them. It's so dumb. All right, shall we move on to uh, everyone's favorite topic of the week? Um, this is a segment I called "Name and Nuts," mm. and uh, unbelievably, we talked about pistachios for like 20 minutes. I think it was on Thursday. Um, they said the word "nut meat" far too many times. Um, <laughs> They talked about their lack of control in eating shelled nuts. Um, and on that note, we got a throw your phone from listener Justina, who says, Andrew, buddy, shelled means that the shells have been removed. Yours were unshelled or in the shell. Pre-shelled is redundant. <laughs> so we're getting even more granular <laughs> about pistachio talk. D-shell. We had a hard time figuring out what Pre-shelled. it was. He said it about five different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we also got another uh, throw your phone from Sam who says, and this kind of ties in with, with t-shirt talk. And Sam says, I'm not a superwoman, but I didn't throw my phone during pistachio talk. So close enough. Winky face. I think that should be a t-shirt. Yep. That is the most specific. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's extremely specific. Sure. If someone understands your t-shirt, you've met your <laughs> yes. soulmate at that point. Yes. It's like a test. Um, at my old work, they for a little bit had shelled pistachios. And uh, it's less about, I eat too many, you know, like Luke's is always that he, it, they're so calorically dense that he's eating too many and whatever. It's part of the pistachio process for me is the sort of unpeeling <laughs> and like putting pistachio it away. I, mm-hmm. I, I sort of like the doing it. I like cracking it and then opening it. And I, I did laugh because there are some times where it's like you think that you can get it. Like there's a little sliver of space that you're like, I can get into this mm-hmm. one. And then it's like, oh yeah, don't it's do not it. meant to be. It doesn't need to be open. It's not ready yet. You need to give up. Like it's well, telling you. Well, you can't use a nutcracker? Like is that against the rules, theoretically? <laughs> I don't usually, but like I'm at work, so I'm not like, uh, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not Bobby. Like I can't, like I don't have enough <laughs> in your pocket, in your <laughs> your breast pocket. But um, it's in your go so, bag. Wait a minute, my nutcracker's in my go. Sam, could you get oh, my go bag? Get my my Werther's melted all over my nutcracker. <laughs> We always had one at the ready when I was growing up because we had this like, it looked like it was um, a segment of a of a of a log and it had bark on the sides of it, and you put mixed sh- you know nuts in their shells around the outside and then in the center there was a a little pedestal and it had a nutcracker and two picks in it, and that was a Christmas tradition in our household for some reason like always we we would get this huge thing of mixed nuts and and kind of that was a that was a snack that was always around, so I feel like. For me, a nutcracker is always within reach. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, wow. <laughs> very cool. But I, I don't even think my <laughs> nut meets fear, Meredith. That's really fun, though, when you get 
of an age like seven or eight and you can handle the, yes. the nutcracker it is solo and you're like this is what a, a outside of a pistachio looks like or a walnut or an right. almond or whatever or it's kind of like cool. a brazil nut yes. oh, that's so oh those cool. are my favorite <laughs> stop naming nuts it's really satisfying <laughs> when you get it all in one crack and it comes out whole it's mm-hmm. so much fun and I would never buy shelled pistachios because I like the shells, especially if they're yeah. salted pistachios. Oh, yeah. Mm. Then you crack them in your mouth, right? Or is, is oh. that exactly. kosher? Okay. I don't. I, do. I don't because I'm scared of my, uh, like, I already have uh, chip front teeth, but I do sometimes suck on the shells. Like, if I'm, like, still hungry, I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm going to suck on this. <laughs> And now we've talked about pistachios for five minutes. Great. Here we go. All right. Final thoughts? I had a final thought, which was stop talking over Marvin Gaye. I think that was maybe Tuesday or Wednesday because Luke teased the story about the uh, Marvin Gaye vocals without the backing tracks, you know, how... He loves that stuff, and I don't understand that love, but that's going around the internet, I guess, of just Marvin Gaye's vocal line. And so, I don't know, He they kept putting it off until they didn't talk about it, and he decided just to play it at the end of the show, and he was talking over it Yes. while doing the outro, and I was like, shh, 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 so I want to listen to this. <laughs> Stop it. It's really good. Don't talk over Marvin Gaye. No, please. They also really disrespected Ronnie Spector last week in saying she, her part of the Eddie Money song was a sample. No, she performed that. She was even in the video, guys. It's 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 easily knowable. It wasn't a sample, and she's very famous. You should have known who Ronnie Spector is. Easily knowable is a different (laughs) thing on TBTL than that's a theme for this week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was there a must listen? Was there was there a must listen? There hmm. doesn't have to be. Not Friday. Anti must listen. Um, Friday was I'm trying to think. So boring. Yeah, I think I got one. Right. Um, but I'm not going to read it. All right, uh, housekeeping. <laughs> buy stuff from us. Uh, our merch is at littleredbandwagon.com. The archive project is, it's not only, uh, it's not dead in the water, it's in dry dock. There are people scraping barnacles and mussels off of the archive project right now. Maybe we'll get it back in the water at some Mm. point. Buy stuff uh, from Amazon through our link at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. Uh, Earbuds and earworms. Um, (laughs) Who is that? Smelly songs. Songs about smells. Yeah, who is that? <laughs> this is what happens. It's not over here. <laughs> this is wonky. This is Mine what happens sleep. when wonky gets a milk rig. You know those plastic things off of the top of plastic milk jugs? She loves them and she oh, hunts yeah. them. Oh, the milk and when rig. She, she carries it around in her mouth and howls like a victory in her hunt. So I'm sorry about that. No, it's really cute. <laughs> Uh, no, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, um, get involved. The website is littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, please use throwyourphone.com. Y'all used it really well this week. Keep using it. And we're going to find a way to keep it alive. Uh, I mean, it's definitely going to still be around. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. So keep on keeping on with that. Um, join our Facebook group. 
The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. I love them. They're great. I love your voices. Um, And it's fun and easy to do. Uh, Fax us at 617-354-8513. Please, but, like, uh, (laughs) baked goods, like a pet or something, like little paws. Um, That would be cute. It'd be really cute. Pet butts. butts. Ew, not cat butts. Those are kind of gross. They're like a little too, it's a little too exposed. Uh, But whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't want to hem in your creativity. Like, do what you want. Um, And with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it.